0: West Ham United. That's right, footballer football balls for everyone's taste. I am Mike Fish and as always I am joined by Mr. Alex Middleton. Alex, how you doing buddy?
1: What's going on man? I would like our teams to win again on the same weekend. Like we had a nice little run there in the beginning, and that was fun, but it's just like it's not as fun to do these podcasts when they both didn't win like i'm like fuck yeah we get to talk about wins with mike let's do it it's tuesday okay and now it's just like well i mean we can talk about a win but but you know forever ago it does it really does it just like let's just look at it as a minor setback for a major comeback or whatever the saying is
0: i mean no spoiler alerts if you if you're relying on this podcast for your giants news and you've like I don't know what I don't want to know the result because so I want to wait until Mike and Alex talk about it. We uh, are, do you think li- there's anybody
1: like that? <laughs> I
0: doubt it, but you never know, there might be one. Um, but yeah, we are <laughs> lulling the rest of the NFTs into a false sense of security, and then we're gonna sneak right back right in, right where you want them at the just end, just like the beginning of the season. Um, but, uh, before but yeah, we jump into I, that, though, all right, just gonna quickly ask you know, because it's I only see you once a week. What have you, what have you been up to? Any ex-
1: sign of um, I've been kind of like, I've just been busy, man. Uh, This is, not to brag, but we have the last two weeks of the year off at my job. Like, this is our final week of work, and then we're going to cash in on the rest of the vacation. But, uh, so we got a lot of that stuff going on. And, like, when you take off, I'm sure it's with everybody, but, like, especially, like, at my job, like, we have to record everything that's going to be on, like, while we're off. So -hmm. it's, like, a lot of, like, I'm putting in two weeks of work kind of in a week just to have two weeks off. But a radio um, I've been doing that and then not a person. I'm a guy that happens to work on the radio. <laughs> but um, then I have a Pass the Gravy podcast, my other podcast, uh, Christmas Spooktacular going down this weekend. And so I've been doing a lot of preparation from that, a lot of video editing, a lot of promotion. A lot of just uh double checking with my uh my engineer guy being like hey we have these cords we need right okay cool we have I have this microphone do we still need these mic like just double checking and triple checking that like everything is is ready to go because I always have this like nervous anxiety before I do an event or anything like that oh, with, I like, imagine everything that could go wrong is going to go absolutely terribly wrong and like usually it, it doesn't but just like like, I don't, I don't dream, really. I don't ever remember my dreams. But the ones that I do remember are just, like, terrifying. Like, I'm late to work. Something, like, is preventing me from doing my job. And, like, just terror dreams, really, are, like, the only dreams that I have. But I've been really just, uh, you know, getting – like, I'm going to have two weeks off. But I'm also doing, like, this whole uh, podcast thing, this live podcast one. The first one of the year. But uh, just been kind of working on that stuff. What about you, man?
0: I've not been as busy. Oh, <laughs> I haven't been setting up anything. But I tell you what fun funny little story for some reason, I got told I had to clean the bathroom on Sunday right so that was my yeah. job but have you ever cuz normally whenever I get asked to clean anything I'm the kind of person that's like okay what's the least I can do to make this look like on the it's outside been cleaned? yeah amazing moving your food around on your plate basically as a kid is what you got yeah that's the equivalent I normally do but for I don't know if you've ever had this feeling but so Sunday I just cleaned the bathroom and at the end of it I just had this overwhelming feeling of you know I, I fucking crushed this like I crushed this bathroom cleaning and so all of a sudden I was like I need more things to clean and I just went around the house <laughs> and just cleaned everything I spent two and a half hours reorganizing our pantry i just found out that we've got enough food to last us like six months in there but i just like Dude, you the whole that. day and then that's when i rewarded myself with uh, a trip to the liquor store and i got and i got my yinglings 24 Dude, for th- fourteen dollars I and mean, i like the new like those are like the throwback
1: cans you got there too i like that we don't get yingling in texas i mean i'm a southern star guy as you know obviously shout out southern star uh um, brand but but um, yeah I'm a, I'm a brand man but yingling every time i'm out of texas i always got to get the am i go with the uh, the og like amber that they got the little green bottles mm. but um i don't know if you know this everybody that's a big yingling person will tell you this this is a fun fact if you want to beat them to the punch um yingling the oldest brewery in the country
0: i don't you know think, that I don't know if you can see that youtube world, well just they have if, that on the can you,
1: if you ever drink a yingling with somebody that like they bring it like you know it's the oldest beer in the in the country like that, that's their first thing they want to tell you it's like a crossfitter a vegan or somebody like in texas a&m if you go to texas a&m here like that's like the first thing that you did like you got, you're like hey mike what's going on mike i'm alex i went to texas a&m gig them like like that's and i'm not knocking those people but like they are very proud of texas a&m or crossfit or being a vegan it's like that's they gotta let you know that
0: do you have orange theory in texas do i have what do you you, have you heard of orange theory is that a thing in texas i know it's like a orange theory fitness
1: like the hit hit the high intensity workouts
0: yeah we got we have one like right down the street from me they're similar they're like i remember hanging out once like through (laughs) a second person like i end up hanging out with some orange theory people and it's a religion to them it's crazy
1: well like you go to uh pure bar more so for the girls that's kind of the same thing here as well but uh i remember going with a friend who was like yo dude i got these like it was like the beginning of the Like, i got these coupons we can go and get like two free workouts at orange theory or whatever it was for like 20 dollars. so i was like hell yeah dude like let's just let's go get fit man like i'm down to work out like i don't like working out but sometimes you know you just gotta like run or whatever and not be a fat fuck like i fat shame myself all the time if i'm like hey hey fat fuck Let's go run. Let's go jog a little bit. Let's go play some footy with the boys out there on Saturday. Let's go, you know, let's not become just a, a, a blob of shit. But uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's very easy to do that. But I went to the Orange Theory and just was like, okay, man, like, I don't like and Like when you go to one of those the first time and you're just wiped and like, they're like, all right, man, come on. Like they're, they're hyping you up and they're trying to help, but I like, just, just, just get the fuck out of my face. Just get the fuck out of my face. Stop crying. Stop yelling
0: at me. I'm trying.
1: <laughs> You're being so mean. <laughs> I think I'm having a heart attack. I can't breathe. Are you like, just get out. Come on, man. You can hit that goal. I don't have a goal. My goal is to not be dead at the end of this class, man. Should and I, I go I'm towards making... the white light? <laughs> yeah, Orange Theory, dude. I'm, I'm like... I, I like the idea of working out i don't like actually doing it but then it's like i don't like when people tell me to do it like i was never a big coach guy like if you were a coach there was just like tell me what to do i'm cool with that but like when you're starting to yell at me and like i know that that's a motivational tactic but like it it just made me be like fuck you dude like i don't care like now i'm going to do the opposite of what you're trying to tell me to do
0: oh yeah you want me to go to the weight section fuck you i'm going back to the roller yeah i'm going to do more cardio I don't care. My heart may explode. My blood is on your hands.
1: <laughs> You're under my... Or I'm under your watch now, motherfucker. That was Mike and Alex talk fitness.
0: If that didn't inspire you, because New Year's coming up, maybe we, could, we, maybe we inspired someone. Do you yeah. have any resolutions? No. Like, are you thinking
1: of any? No. I don't ever really try to do it, but last year, or this year, I guess, I was like, it's not so much a resolution... And the pandemic kind of fucked up the plan but i was like i want to be playlist guy like do you ever like i always had those friends like every now and then a few and far between but like you hop in their car and they just have fire playlists and you're like what is this dude this is a fucking this with me? solid right and like so i was like i'm just gonna slowly like you have to have in your mind like what like what is this good for so like i made like 12 different playlists all for separate like like car High key hang, like if, you, if you're getting like just fucked up with the boys, then like low key hang, like I'm just chilling, like me and the lady hanging. Like I have one just like with songs that are about her. So like, you know, I'm in the car with her. There's a little like turn on the romance a little bit, but like all year long, anytime I hear a song, i like, you know what that should go in? The beach playlist. That should go in the car playlist. So I have like, I've curated a playlist over the year where it's not really a resolution. It's just something that I focused on doing. And it's kind of badass now in the car. I'm like, dude, I have like two hours of like a legit playlist that is just for the car.
0: But are you you a proper playlist person? In that all your playlists have really obscure, weird names like Dog Chew Mocha Latte, and it's like, what? Why is it? Why is the playlist named that? I don't.
1: No, I got. uh, Let me read them. Let me let me pull these bad boys out here. Right, why so, are you I'm doing sure that this, this is, is the kind annoying. of
0: resolutions i have so They're kind like, of if i do set a res- new year's resolution it's kind of like oh try five new beers so i can like by mid-january crushed it
1: nailed it first five days of the year. Bring on crushed, 2022 and i am done
0: <laughs> Wake me up next year
1: um okay so i got alex's dank hits that's some good stuff i have no a- idea what dank Rose. means
0: but i'm excited
1: Dude, it's dank, bro. Um, the Avett brothers that's my favorite band, so it's just like all of their songs basically. I have Car Christmas Emma Funk Giants, which really is like six songs that are just New York or have the word Giants in them. Um, Gravy Gravy Gang heavier stuff, High Key Hang Jams. And if you'll look, it's just pictures of jam as the picture on that makes sense. Um, I have Low Key oh. Hang. Mums, which is just Mumford & Sons. Positive vibes only, past the grade playlist. Roughnecks, from when I would go, uh, as a part owner of the Houston Roughnecks XFL team, I, uh, you know, we would tailgate and get kind of fucked up. And it was mostly just DMX, X gonna give it to you playing. Uh, uh, I have running, songs I heard, and (laughs) swimming and throwback. That's pretty much it. So those are just a ton of playlists
0: that I've slowly built over one year. That might be my favorite playlist name I've ever heard songs that i've heard
1: well there was like and those are only the ones where i'm like what is this i'm not, like i have no idea who the band is but it's just gonna come up on the radio station and i'll just like download that and then i throw it into that so that it's just a smorgasbord of like sometimes you like listen to the same shit over and over again like i don't know if you're like that where like, i find myself like okay cool well i got back into incubus again like and it's like i love incubus but like i have the same like 20 songs that like i could put together and you're, like all right i've listened to these a lot that 24 gay, or 24K Golden uh, Mood this year, like that was like my jam. And I probably listened to that like a ton. So then like on all of these, like every time I throw stuff on, like that would be in it. And I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. So now it's like only in two playlists as opposed to all of the playlists. I'll go to iTunes, I have Apple Music. So I'll go to iTunes, then I'll go to like new music, see if there's anything there. I usually go to alternative or rap and then like okay what do we got new like what's trending what are the top tracks and sometimes i'll find something that i'm like oh cool this guy's got something new like that's how i like machine gun kelly like i hated machine gun kelly but then he came with that poppy like blink 182 type stuff with travis barker and i was like uh i dig it and i remember being like on the phone just walking the dog and it was like machine gun kelly tickets to my downfall. Like, oh he's got an album out fuck yeah and like that was all i listened to all weekend and i was like super into it and uh like that's just what i like i'll i'll get obsessed with just like an an album for like a month and like then i just move on glorious sons i was really i got, i got to interview them for my job this this year and like i liked them before but um then got like into some of their older stuff and was just like i absolutely love this band so like I like going back into old stuff and like Jane's Addiction, I kind of got into a couple of years. Like I I liked Jane's Addiction, but I never did the deep dive.
0: I I really enjoyed their songs.
1: Dude, they're they're a fun band, man. And like I I was trying to get into meditating one year and like Jane's Addiction is a good like just background, like trippy, weird Mm. vibe. So if you're trying to do like meditation or anything, I mean, I don't do it anymore. I'm bad at it, but that felt like it helped. And just Jane's addiction's like a cool band, like kind of get it. So yeah, that's just me rambling about music.
0: So that's New Year's resolution. Get back into meditation.
1: I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude, be a playlist guy. Like just start a couple playlists. If you start at the beginning of the year, that's all you like. You don't have to like make a playlist for anything specifically. You're not like shit. I got a Christmas party this weekend. I gotta be able to put the playlist together. You're like, no, all year, just anytime you hear something, be like, huh, what is this? Like, that's how my mind works now. And I'm like, oh, what would this go with? I like this song. This would fit well in the car. This would fit well if I was just hanging with my lady, you know? And then the situation comes up and you're like, boom, I got the playlist for this. You're never panicked. on like, what I'm going to play
0: next. So what are you saying? Like the best method is to rather than be sitting down and thinking, okay, I'm now going to create a playlist, almost like preset playlists for every mood. And then just as the songs come to you, you can then naturally just slot them into those moods,
1: Right, and that was what I kind of used the like start of the year and this year with, where I was like, I'm gonna find new music throughout the year. Now my job is just to associate like, what is this gonna go with? And not all of them make it to a playlist. Sometimes it's just something that's in my library, whatever. But it's just like, it is nice to be like, I'm feeling like a little sad. I got, I got my Taking Back Sunday ready to go in case I wanted to just be, all, be a little emo boy for a little bit. You know, Sometimes you gotta be a little emo boy every now and then, it's nice. After that Giants game, I was a little emo kid for a little bit. So <laughs> sad. Is my Chemical Romance. Uh, no, I can't do. I can't do that.
0: Okay.
1: My dad took me to the city to see a band.
0: Last thing on playlist, though, I will admit I did do a similar playlist to what you've set up. Like I did a, a New Jersey Devils playlist, and it's just literally every song that I could find that had devil. We're right
1: the, the devil.
0: Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's 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 move on. I guess shall we, shall we talk about sports in this sports podcast? I guess we should. should we? I guess. All right, let's 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 rip the bandage off because. Can you hear the uh,
1: the people outside? Can you hear the, the noise outside? My like, I don't know if my microphone is picking it up. Why is there like a, a party? It's Taco Tuesday. I mean, I'm huge Taco Tuesday. guy. I'm not knocking that, but my apartment's just got bought by new people. And they're trying to do the community like, hey, let's all have a get-together. It's like, hey, man, it's a pandemic. And also, it's like cold and it's raining right now. And I guess they got tables all set up. And I can just hear, like, they have a DJ that I can hear talking. I don't know if you could hear it through. I can't.
0: What, what are they okay, playing? So... What music are they playing?
1: Ooh, Electric Avenue.
0: Ooh, that's a good party we
1: song. Rock down to Electric Avenue. Electric Avenue.
0: Uh, yeah, oh,
1: yeah, yeah! Boom, 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 boom! Not a bad, not a bad one. Eddie Grant, shout out Eddie Grant. I don't know what else he did, but Electric Avenue was a good one.
0: Did he? Does he need to do anything after that? No, not really. Okay, so start off. So timeline. Woo, we're excited. Giants are playing again. It's Sunday football. Woo, Daniel Jones is back. Oh yeah. Woo, woo, woo. And then probably going to fuck up Kyler. And then um,
1: offense can't do anything. Daniel's not healthy. Uh Oh, what happened to our offensive line?
0: Why is everybody getting sacked? Our cat's heads are falling off. See, this is what my, so I said, I can't remember who I was talking to at the beginning before the game on Twitter, but they were like claiming that they have inside knowledge that Daniel Jones is starting. I think this is maybe on Saturday. And I was like, why, why are we bringing him back? Surely, you know, (laughs) We were rushing him, and he was like, no, trust me. He's like 100%. They wouldn't bring him back if he wasn't 100%. And I'm going out on a limb. I'm no expert, but I'm pretty sure he wasn't 100%. It did not look like
1: it. Now, I think what they may have done is they just were like, we're going to just ask Daniel if he's okay. And when you ask an NFL player if they're okay, they're going to just tell you, yeah, I'm fine.
0: Yeah. Because like- he's not – like, even whenever – that he was i'm gonna go i'm gonna try to throw the ball oh no no one to throw it with so i'm gonna do my traditional daniel jones i'm gonna fucking run it myself even then he Mm. kind of looks he looks scared almost to run the ball himself i mean he didn't even really have any runs i think he did a couple of times for a couple of yards but yeah he was like he was not daniel jones Had less than seven yards rushing in the game so
1: So yeah not too many and, like, Daniel Jones is usually good for, like, as a betting man, if you can get the over-under on Daniel Jones at, like, 35 and a half or 40 yards a game, like, you take the over on it because he typically is good for a couple of runs that are 20 yards or so a game. And even, like I- – And when Colt came in, though, Colt still got sacked twice. Like, eight sacks. Like, the the offensive line that we were loving got kind of brought back down to reality and – I don't think the Giants are a bad team. I think the Giants, and I think we've said this quite a few times since we've started this podcast, was, like, they're a team that's not – they're not there yet. Like, they're building. You're going to have games like this with a young up-and-coming team. And I think they got a little confident, the Daniel Jones thing being rushed back. Like, I don't know, man. I don't don't know what our offense is. But one thing that really pisses me off and it has all year is – we always like, it felt like we were in third and eight every down. It felt like, like I felt like we were on our own side of the field in about like a third and eight, third and nine on every single play is pretty much what it felt like. And the giants. And I don't, I assuming this is Jason Garrett, but like he fucking loves setting up third down plays. that are like, all right, what we're going to do is you're going to run two yards short of the first down and we're going to hit you right there. And then you're just going to hope that they don't tackle you it's like, yes, that sometimes works, and it's cool. Sterling Shepard had a couple of plays like that where you're like, ha, got the first down. Golden Tate had that one catch that would have been a first down, but it was two yards short of the marker. And I don't know if this is necessarily Daniel's job to lead your guy a little bit further or whatever, but you can only run the routes that are called.
0: And it's like, like, cool,
1: now it's fourth and two on our own 40. Like, neat. Now we still are just punting closer.
0: Is he allowed to, like, override or is that kind of more down audibles. the line, I, I guess? Because there's a couple of – I remember – I can't remember exactly when it was, I think. But we was third, third and one. And rather than running the ball, he decided he was going to try to throw the ball. And then we fucked up. And then we was on fourth down.
1: I just don't think that uh, – Daniel or Garrett?
0: Well, I, I don't know who called it. I'm assuming Garrett called that oh, play, but well, was –
1: well, I just I just felt like Daniel wasn't comfortable running and you could see like there were a couple times where like I mean the Andrew Thomas got just wrecked. He got absolutely wrecked. And there were a couple times like Daniel does, Daniel's really been good at stepping up in the pocket kind of, you know, like when he can sense the rush, he he can kind of avoid get it, get out if, it if, yeah. if he possibly can and he did that a couple times and it was like where traditionally you'd see Daniel Jones take that off and like run up the middle or if it was a wide open pocket, like the, like he could just take off, get the five, six yards. And he didn't do that.
0: No, you and can't. the only reason I'm he, thinking he didn't do that
1: is he's worried about tweaking the hammy again, or like, he's just not able to do it. And it did look like he was limping at a port uh, at, a, at a part in time of the, of the game. And then Colt McCoy came in there at the end. and It was just, it was bad. And Buda Baker, uh, a stud for Arizona. Like, it was I, the whole game, I was like, where the fuck is he? Like, then I realized they had him in coverage on Evan Ingram, and Evan Ingram, I think, had one catch
0: all day. So, like, which just I mean, one more inconsistency with Evan Ingram. For Evan Ingram to make one catch, I mean, it's not bad for him. Normally, he likes to let it through his hands and him in the face.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, he didn't swat it to the other team like he likes to do.
0: So you know, every cloud have a silver lining. And
1: but Rose does have it. Yeah, it just
0: that's it not just, even the right way. To say. I think, I think you're right in that. I think there was an overriding and positivity around the team, especially probably within the players. So I, I think we unnecessarily and in my brain, and my my brain as well. Yeah, and I think there, though, we unnecessarily Michael. risked that by because I think if we'd have gone into this game. Yes, it was. It was a winnable game going into it because they were on a bad streak. But I think if we just kept with McCoy from the get go, played him the whole game, then worst case we lost. But then it'd be we'd still have that that card in the back pocket. Like hey, but don't worry, next week Daniel Jones is going to be back. Hey, everyone's happy again, sort of thing. Whereas now it's kind of like, do we play him, Daniel Jones, next week? Because is he going to be ready?
1: I kind of looked at it as looking at our schedule. Cardinals, Cowboys are the two winnable games. If you're just looking at it from the four games we had left, if you're like, we have to win two of these final four games. I think you wanted to have Daniel in there. Cause I think you were more confident that Daniel could go out and beat the Cardinals than Daniel could go out and beat the Browns. But then again, you're having to weigh in. Is he healthy enough to do that? I, I, I feel like we're going to see him again on Sunday. I don't know why. Right now, as you record this on Tuesday, I feel like he's going to be out there again on Sunday.
0: Oh, yeah. I have no doubt about it. I'm sure. Even if he's only like 70%, I'm sure they're going to put him out there now. But now he'll be fine. Okay? He's going to heal up, right? But the reason I think they're going to definitely risk him, because normally, I think after that performance and how he looked, I think maybe now they might have been a bit, okay, let's, let's rest him for the last two games of the season. But I think, I mean, not, we're not going to talk about any other teams. However, did you watch the Ravens-Browns game last night? Yeah. Yeah, I did. That opened my eyes a little bit in that if, if our defense turns up, their defense is a little bit shook right now. So that could be a very interesting game on Sunday.
1: And just, just hear me out on this, too. You know somebody that's been awfully quiet. The last month or so, is despite the Giants' success that they had had, four and one in the last five. Where's Darius Slayton been? What's up with Darius, huh? Maybe Darius Slayton has his, his breakout game. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't have a great feeling going into this game with the health of Daniel Jones and the Browns, but like also maybe the Browns, like on a shorter week. Maybe they gave it all they had against the Ravens and that wasn't enough. And like, you know, and we scored like seventy
0: just... points against them.
1: What if we did that? We go <laughs> Arizona State on their ass. Did you see that game? It was 70 to 7. That was fucking. Oh, stupid. I did not see that. Yeah. Herm Edwards coached Arizona State. Antonio Pierce is the uh, linebackers coach or defensive coordinator for them.
0: Fun fact. Former giant. That is a fun fact. I wonder if he's on cameo. Have you tried uh, topic? I was trying to find some maybe like Giants players that um, that I could uh, they're on cameo. So maybe I could like throw them a couple of bugs and just, like, get them to record like a generic intro. I had Wayne Gorman on Pass the gravy with that. Well, I was going to say, I saw Wayne Gorman was on cameo and I was like looking at his, um, the examples or the stuff that he's already done. I don't know whether he was an, tired that day, but he just seems like the most uninterested and boring man there is. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs>
1: we didn't use it. We didn't use it. Um, hey, I'm and waiting he didn't say the right name. Like, uh, "This is The Gravy the... Podcast. And I was like, It's the past. It's past the gravy. Fuck. All right, man. Thanks. <laughs> but it was like $20 then. He's probably more now. I don't think, oh, he's, I think he is more than $20, but I don't, it's not that much because I was like, it he was? Who he was the backup? And then I think we who did we have last year? Also, we had uh for the Patriots last year we had the backup, and he was also um pretty good too. Um,
0: but uh, yeah, he was the third string last year, so it was like whatever, fuck it, I'll try it. Because I was the other one I was going to try to get. I can't remember. Um, you might be able. To, I'm going to quickly look it up seamlessly, and make it look like I'm actually not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. looking it up. So I'm actually maybe just thinking about it. But the uh, guy, is, yeah, David Koch Kochner, Kochner, the guy that played Champ Kind, you know, David Kochner. Yeah, he's like two hundred bucks. I was like, that would be a great, like, him in characters, Champ Kind introducing the podcast. That'd be pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, so on Pass the gravy, we do like awards at the end of the year, and last year I get we had like a sponsor budget, and I think it was like two hundred dollars from our uh, sponsors that we used to uh, like there's seven categories and we had guest presenters for five of them and they were just like we had a $200 budget we gave ourselves on cameo to go like find whoever the fuck we could and be we like hey read this and it was literally just like typed up like for them to say it, but we had uh, the senator from the office Robert Lipton that like mm. was gay married Angela uh, we had him do it. We had uh, Bob Vance, Vance Refrigeration. He did it. Uh, we had Kato Kalin. That's my personal favorite. He's done a couple for Pasta Gravy. He's a big fan. And we had a couple of big brother guys do it. And then, no, we had Rachel Dolezal present the Woman of the Year Award. No idea who that is. You don't know who Rachel Dolezal is? She was the white lady that tried to say that you could identify as a different race. Uh, and she was, like, in the head of, like, she was, like, one of the heads of some, like, um, colored people's, like, it, it wasn't the NAACP, but it was, like, the advancement for colored people or something like that. I feel terrible. Like, saying colored people makes me feel uncomfortable, even though that is the actual name. But, like, she was claiming to be African American when, in fact, she was not African American. And then it came out, that, Pyle, oh, hey, you're a white, correctly. what are you doing? But I was like, well, obviously, we're going to grab her if she's on Cameo.
0: Just talking about being uncomfortable saying that. So I'm going to prefix this so I don't get in trouble five years from now when someone brings this up. This is a Daniel Tosh joke. Daniel Tosh said this, not me. But what he was not saying about Mike. Mike, not Mike. Daniel Tosh. But he was saying about how he he doesn't agree that you can you should use the word colours when describing people. He's like, even when I'm doing my laundry, I don't use the word colours. I have a pile of whites and a pile of darkies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It makes me cringe now
1: to hear it. But
0: But it's like, it's a timing and how Daniel Tosh somehow, I don't know how the fuck he gets away with some of the shit he comes out with. There's people
1: that can, and then there's people that just like,
0: you haven't gotten to that status, you know? Bill Burr
1: can do whatever the fuck he wants, and they can't cancel Bill Burr because Bill Burr doesn't give a shit.
0: Bill is great.
1: They try and cancel Joe Rogan every couple, like once a year, it feels like. Like, did you hear what Joe Rogan said? And it's like, yeah, Joe Rogan also owns everything
0: he does, so he's not gonna fire himself. I don't know if we've have we spoke about Joe Rogan on this podcast before. For some reason, I feel we have. I don't believe so. Well, but the reason I love Joe Rogan is because I don't think he. I think he genuinely keeps his cards very close to his chest in that how he really feels about a certain subject. Because you could just tell on his podcast, he's like, okay, if, if I'm interviewing someone who is an, an anti-masker, then I am pro-masks. But if I'm talking to someone who's pro-vaccines, all of a sudden, Joe Rogan's anti-vaccine. Like, you know, he's like, he's just, I just want to poke your buttons and see how you react to it. But that's how he's- He's like a Broyer
1: Howard Stern. Like, I think Howard Stern is one of the, maybe the greatest interviewer ever, but, like, Joe Rogan is right there, too, where just, like, he, like, everybody, like, Alex Jones feels as comfortable as, like, fucking Barack Obama would, you know, and, like, two opposite ends of the spectrum, but like, he is... He's curious. He's genuinely he comes across as curious. So like when he has Elon Musk on and stuff, like Elon Musk what could have been like a douche to him. I'd be mean, like, dude, fuck you. And he's like, no man. Like, do you think robots are gonna like take over people at one point? And it's like he can have those like high conversations with people just because they trust him and he's a likable guy and like he doesn't get mad at you for the things you say. And there's not, like to trying to like man. judge you while you're asking. Yeah. I liked it. We're also talking about another podcast while we're like people are like, maybe I should go listen to this Rogan guy.
0: Don't wait, wait don't until the end. Listen to us. He's got enough listeners. He doesn't need the extra money. Yeah, it's true. That is so true. you know, as oh. Hold on. Oh, I've... sorry. That is a great ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the party. Um, I thought they'd like, to turn it okay. up. They, they yeah they just turn it up right
1: into my pants pocket I guess. There's a but, party. Uh, no, there's there's a, party a in your pants. A, it's a pants? <laughs> it is a, a pants, pants party. party. <laughs> um, so in summary, but the Giants, Giants did
0: not play well.
1: Not great. We got the bad game out of the way. Now we'll just fuck up the Browns and the Ravens, right? That's easy.
0: So maybe. I mean, we're not going to talk about predicts because, obviously, again, we 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 was not accurate let's just say that with our predictions of uh, the last game we weren't
1: we were not
0: we were not we might have been slightly wrong but uh this game coming up against the Browns so again I would if I had to predict it last week I would have probably gone again a similar very close game maybe a low scoring game but after watching the Giants and then also watching the Browns this could be a I think it's It's going to go either way. It's going to be a very close, low, low, low scoring game, or it's going to be another blowout where it's going to be like both teams score like 30 points or some shit. What do you think?
1: I would say it would probably be more likely to be lower. Sorry, that's the dog. uh, We're going to have to stop Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. And if we don't do that, we're in for a long day. I think you got to make Baker beat you. We can stop the run. We got Blake Martinez. It's just going to come down to what the offense can do, really. Like, we're going to live and die with that offense. And I think uh, I think it'll be more of a low-scoring game, at least for the Giants. Like, I don't see the Giants putting up 30 points. I would love that. Doesn't feel like we have the, the ability to put up 30 points at this point, unless our running game can just – start to go off, which would be awesome. But uh, until until that starts to happen and I hope I'm wrong and we just light him up and Gallman goes for a hundred yards again and like that would make me happy because then you can open up all the past, think Darius Slayton can go off, you know? Uh that would that would really turn things around.
0: I think I think the key is how healthy Daniels is Daniel Jones is. I think that could turn the key. But uh... and if he starts it off. So and is this I'm trying. Is are we not that it really matters that much? But are we? Is it at New York or is it? It is. Is is that? We're at home game, right? I believe so. So okay, let's let's lock it in. So Browns Giants. What are you going with?
1: I'm gonna go 24, twenty four. 20 giant There 24 20 Browns. I think the Giants make it closer than the game really is.
0: So you're, you're, you're picking the Browns 24 20. I think the Giants score a couple points at the end to kind of keep it close. Oh, you think it's gonna be one of those annoying games where we're like trash for the first three quarters and then suddenly we string together a we couple throw of like a garbage time
1: touchdown, it's like 13 to 24 and then we throw a touchdown and it's like cool now it doesn't look as bad on the school we fuck over like whatever whoever bet the Browns
0: and gave points like well the Giants will cover but like won't matter I'm gonna go optimistic and I'm gonna go 30 points to the Giants 27 Browns 30 27 it's gonna be a big game that would be one hell of a game and that's what's going to happen. That'd be one hell of a game. If
1: the Giants can score 30 points, I'll be a very happy fella come come Tuesday because I don't think we'd lose. I don't think that defense
0: gives up a bunch. It's going to happen. Bojack Horseman. All right. Agrees. I love Bo- Bojack.
1: All
0: right. Um, Are right, we going to talk about our other team then? Yes. Let's wrap it up with some positive talk because West Ham won... Two one against Leeds. It was an awkward first five minutes, shall we say. Um, how did you okay. feel? Ex- go. No, you go. You go. You I was going to say, how did you feel? Like, did you feel like, oh god, this is it? Five minutes in, we're already one nil down. Fuck. Or was you like, don't don't worry, we're gonna bring, we're gonna come back. I felt like we were gonna
1: lose at that point, just because it felt like. I don't understand. And again, this is like my third year, full year being a West Ham fan. I do not understand the like. Okay, Fabianski, you give him the penalty in the beginning. Whatever, fuck it. Like I don't like, kind of stupid. I thought it was kind of stupid, but like by the letter of the law, yes, it's a penalty. Yeah. Fabianski hey, fucking stopped it. He stopped it, and then it was but he's off his line. And then when you watch Leeds, they had their fucking dude in the box when he kicks the ball, and it was like he's off the line. Why do we not have another re-kick? Like, there should have been two re-kicks. There was one re-kick, and it was the one that we stopped. So I was you, a little bit upset. I don't understand the, like...
0: Do you want me to shadow your is, dreams by explaining why? Do you? Go ahead. You can okay. You can so with the, the Leeds situation, or the, the, the Leeds player coming in, so that is only classes encroachments. It's so, just so a... Fabianski saves the penalty and it rebounds out. And then that player that was in the box illegally scores the rebound. Then the goal is disallowed goal kick. But because they scored the penalty, he can basically go wherever the fuck he wants essentially.
1: Okay. All right. Well, that makes more sense. And I also just don't understand how a keeper is not supposed to move at all.
0: You have to and keep just one to... leg on the, the line.
1: But like, you're not supposed to move at all and you're supposed to just perfectly guess and then be able to jump all the way across the opposite side of the net. It's like there's like you're against it anyways. Let him fucking move. Who cares? Well, I will say get a better ball. Good. Like you have a fucking huge ass fucking net. You're a professional.
0: If you don't just fucking I'll... put it in the net. I will say if you if you allow them to move off the line, then you risk having people just like yeah running at the guy. So there needs to be. Oh, well,
1: well, to an extent, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I thought that was kind of a ticky-tack thing, but I, I, again, I'm new to the whole thing. And then we fucked them over anyway, so fuck them. But fuck I will say leads. before we move I off. hate leads now. <laughs> I've added them to the teams that I fucking hate, and it's leads.
0: I will say that before we move off the penalty, I will say with VAR, there needs to be some kind of like, in that when they looked back at the penalty, he was like, I think I'm pretty sure he was off his line but if anything it was maybe like half an inch off his like that come on let's did that well, really stop the, the announcers guy from were saying
1: they were saying well, like that's pretty typical of most of these situations if you look at every penalty kick that's happened i would guarantee you that most of them are like that where it's just a split like it's like a fraction that he was off the line like i understand if he's 10 feet off
0: the line i understand yeah. if he came out with both feet but like yeah i think that, Te- be technically because that that half an inch that fabianski was off the line i'm pretty sure didn't that didn't that
1: didn't make him save it
0: yeah so yeah that was kind of annoying but uh then but we went well on... don't lie the soccer gods fucking this karma and then we kind of bossed it i think i mean if this was a, it does seem about three weeks ago that this game happened but if, from what i remember i think we pretty bossed it from then on i was never ever once we got our goal from old Tommy Suchek. Um, I love Suchik, man. And I, I, I never felt like oh uh oh they're going to come back. I just we just kind of had it under control.
1: Alaire um again not good. Not oh, good. I don't know. I think well, I texted
0: you that. You did. But don't are wrong. Right. He should have scored. He should have scored at least one goal. Which but, is let me
1: count how many times I've said uh 300 times this year he should have scored i believe if yeah. my calculations are correct but that he's just he hesitates he hesitates and he who hesitates he showed
0: some because that's, that, that's what i always was told at the bar but i will give like david moyes did say it very well in that the best player on the field was the leeds goalkeeper like if that if it was a different goalkeeper i think alea would have scored at least two on that day like that overhead kick, that was sick. Yeah, score it, and then we'll talk about how sick it was. That's the kind of goal that I want to talk about on Tuesdays. I don't know. I don't know why I'm defending him so much, but I, I maybe it's just because. Oh, the, you, I, without you. Antonio. We tend to we've got do that. We else. pick
1: players we love. Yeah, we pick players we love, and then you just defend. Like Daniel Jones is my guy now. Like I was that way with Eli. I was like, I will die arguing on this hill. Like I do not care. And like, well, he's not good. Like you shut your mouth about our king. We don't talk about Daniel like that.
0: You I can talk about Daniel mouth. like that.
1: You can't. <laughs> you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. But um, yeah, I I just I I'm not a big not a big Alaire fan. I mean, I hope he does well. Hope he does well. But um. That one like like, looked really good. I think again. moving forward,
0: I could just like copy and paste that every week. You just like, I hope he does well, but I just don't like him.
1: Like he makes me mad. I want to buy in every single time. Like maybe this is the game. Maybe up? Uh, no, never no, again. Fuck him.
0: Um, one talking yeah. about the, I always like back in the day, like about three, four years ago, I compared him to to Eli Manning in that he was a long-standing captain of the team that a lot of people were wishing. Whoa that would retire and things like that the, the so the Eli Manning of West Ham United Mark Noble so he comes oh, on okay. at the end of the game I thought you were still
1: saying Allaire was oh. I was like Allaire <laughs> is not Eli
0: you get that out of your mouth no he, as much as I always say I love Allaire but yeah as much as I'm behind him oh yeah he's not definitely not the Eli Manning uh but Mark Noble when he came on for the last what five ten minutes he it look, it's it looks sad He was so slow. He had
1: brutal, man. I feel bad for him. It's like on FIFA when you have like your guy gets hurt in the games trying to tell you, like, hey, sub him out, sub him out. But you're like, I used all my subs, man. I don't know. I don't know what to do here. And like you just, your guy just like limps. But, like, then he just gets beat off the ball every time anybody has it. And it was, like, that's 100% what Mark Noble is like. And I love Mark Noble because he's awesome. And everything you've seen with Mark Noble, he's, like, the sweetest, coolest guy. He's stuck with a club that everybody wants to leave, it feels like. And, like, yeah, like, that does make – there's a solid comparison to Eli Manning and that. But it was just, like, dude, just, like, don't put him out there right now. We need – like, we're only up one. I understand if it was a two-goal lead, throw him out there. Let him play. Let him have some fun. It's – scary when he's out there it's
0: scary it, it, it's far You see but they I kind think, of have
1: people it's like a bubble as opposed to like he's not just manning up with somebody they have somebody else there that kind of like back him up as well comes on with his and he's got to get those caps i think he's got to be going for an all-time cap
0: number right I think, is he not or i'm pretty sure isn't he not already the all-time oh i don't know is there some record like Premier League record or
1: something he could be trying to set? I have no idea. Oh, I don't know.
0: Most West Ham appearances. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's... I don't
1: know, like, the history of West Ham enough.
0: I Yeah, I hope he's not going for the... Because, so, the person... So, now, right now, Mark Noble has 446 appearances for West Ham United, which is pretty impressive. But for him to reach the most, he would have to play about another 220 games for West Ham.
1: Yeah, it's not going to happen then. Never mind.
0: I hope not. Who's at the least. Most? Is it Bobby Moore. Billy Bonds.
1: Okay. I was like, I know two ex West Ham guys, really, that were from, like, and that's just because they have stands named after them or statues, basically.
0: Trevor Brooken. Trevor Brooking, that's on understand, right? Yes, five hundred and twenty-eight. Oh no, total. Sorry, total appearance six hundred and forty-three. Mister Trevor Brooking, is that my, what a cap is? Is cap a start or is a cap an appearance? Cap is, uh, I think it's just an appearance. Okay, I think I'm pretty sure because I think they got that because I think back in the day when you made your first cap. Like, first appearance, they would give you, like, a memorial cap to wear. Uh, Your number on.
1: The 2-1, I mean, the defense came through when they had to be. Uh, Fabianski, he's my favorite on the team. Again, I've said that a bunch of times, but, like...
0: Ogbonna. Ogbonna, again, solid as a rock.
1: Yeah, uh, just... Fabianski, though, like, we would be such a worse team without him. And Mm. like you were saying on the other end with Leeds, they fucking were able to come through. I don't know if you watched the Wolves game today. Wolves' keeper really bailed them out. Um, But Fabianski just does things that, like, last year wasn't able to be done because we had fucking what's-his-face in in goal. Fuck Roberto, man. I don't even want to say that name. I was like, just throw David Martin out there and let him die in that. I don't care. I'm literally just, just play with 12 men or just, just, put, just pull somebody else out and we'll just run around without a keeper because it, can be, it can't be worse. He still
0: technically plays for us. He's on loan? Yeah.
1: Roberto? I thought we sold him.
0: I'm pretty sure he's still on the books.
1: That Martin win was like, I'm, that's a very, no, no, that, that was, was just a cool moment that he won and he got to go Chelsea. see his dad and all that. Yeah. yeah and he shut him out too. I bought a bottle of Remy Martin. I went to the liquor store on my way home and bought a bottle of Remy Martin. It was like, fuck it. Remy Martin for David Martin. Let's go. You
0: and then I realized that? how expensive Remy Martin is, so. I hope he never plays again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I would. That would be the worst. So it's just like I mean, every time Fabianski does like a goal kick, I'm like, please don't pull your hamstring. Like, please be okay. Cause it, was, it was hamstring or quad or something like that. Like just be oh, easy on the kick, buddy. I'm
0: pretty sure it was just ham. And, um,
1: we were five on the table when the game wrapped up. I saw after the Chelsea game today, we are sixth on the table right now. We got Crystal Palace tomorrow as we're right. recording this then we got chelsea on the 21st which i believe is monday
0: um about, so like two one games thing... to preview or at least predict yeah oh god
1: um one thing that i really feel good about with west ham is like we've been talking about before how they are winning the games they're supposed to win on their schedule Yes. And, like, you know, I, I understand the Chelsea's, the Man United's, the Liverpool's, the Man City's. You don't expect to win all of those games just from where we are, the talent we've got. Uh, I would like to be so, in those been games. I'd like to have a shot. And well, we've been competitive. We've we've won. We beat Leicester. You know, we beat Wolves, who I don't necessarily know if they're up there, but they've kind of been up there as of like, like the last couple of years. Wolves has been a powerhouse sort of. Yeah. And, and they – um. Then they we beat Chelsea today. Up. They did beat Chelsea. It was s- stupid. If you bet Chelsea, don't do that. I'm n- never doing that again. But um, uh, we're beating the teams we are supposed to be. Like, Newcastle will throw that out because we kind of turned a new leaf after that. But
0: uh, And how the season has gone. Those, we should have beat Arsenal because now they're a relegation mm-hmm. team.
1: They're not going to get relegated. No. they not let Arsenal get relegated. But um, I think that we can we can beat palace we should beat palace that seems like i feel really good about the palace game mm-hmm. uh just like the thing west ham used to do last year is they would just they they got they played down to that competition and they've done that a couple of times this year um but against leeds it was like there was a point where you saw them turn it on and i was like, i think we're gonna get a second goal like, i felt like the first six yeah. minutes i was like we're, we're probably gonna lose this game fuck this is gonna suck. And then we were able to beat the Bielza ball or whatever it was. They were trying to spread us out. Then we put a uh, – who would we sub in? Uh, Benny Hanna fucking love him. He's been a he G great. for us. And the just the pace that we've been able to keep up with, the like it not having injuries knock on wood. Um, I I feel like we're in a really good spot. I think Palace, they're like relegation
0: battle, right? No, I think they they're not that far below us they're actually. They oh, oh they they're, they're in 12th right now. So, oh, it's bottom half of the team. We're a top half team, dude. What are you talking about? If we look down on them. Wait, why would yeah, we, we oh, don't do that? We're now 7th because Man City got a point.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. That was before the uh, uh yeah, I guess I looked at it after the Chelsea game, but
0: um yeah, City fucking tied West Brom. But how could it say like not to get too off track, but twelve games into the season, we're we're only below Man City by one goal difference. That's the only thing separating us and Man City after twelve games.
1: I would have uh, I would have said I'll take that if you if you had given me that option at the beginning of the season. But I think Palace feels like a two-one win if we're giving out predictions. Yeah, Chelsea it's going to be a one-one draw. I think because Chelsea. I don't know what they've been up to. They, like, they had that like, "Oh hey, did you know they haven't lost in 17 performances? No, it doesn't matter which contests they were?" And I was like, "I didn't know that. And then they lost in was it Champions of Europa, then they just lost today. I don't think they'll lose, but I think they'll get right, and then I feel like we'll, we'll draw against them. I'm feeling optimistic. And we own Chelsea as of late. I don't know if you knew that. You know, did the double last year. I think well it's just
0: that's it'd be cool to double them again this year. Do You're the right. old quadruples what we call it. The droop. It's droop on Chelsea. <laughs> that's what the kids are saying. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I West I I have to go, yeah. West Ham are gonna they have to beat Palace. But I think yeah, Palace is definitely gonna score. But so just to be different, I'm gonna go three two West Ham. Oh, that's a lot of lot of scoring. Yeah, and then West Ham, Chelsea. I'm I'm gonna go, one 0 go West Ham. I think we're gonna shut them out. Okay, dude, I like that. I like that. I love we, the confidence we, that we have. This team this year. We did it
1: before. We're gonna do it again. Do it again, year. motherfuckers. Do it again. I like that. I Feel really good about West Ham.
0: I feel very good.
1: I'm a little excited. nervous about like. Again, I'm kind of hoping we finish seventh just because we don't have to like double up and play Europa or anything like that next year. We'll play in whatever the new tournament is, but it makes me nervous about the depth of our team playing in Europe tournament. So,
0: yeah, we, yeah, if we, all gonna, if we get
1: into Europa League,
0: we need then to we'll keep Rice probably, right? Oh, I imagine.
1: So. Yeah. yeah. And actually, that might be good. So, you know what? Fuck it. I take that back. I take that back. We're, I hope, we, I hope we make Champions League, dude. We we'll probably won't make it out of the group stage, but I like, it'd be fun. Uh, okay. For,
0: like, uh, we we could lose all six games in the group stage. It would just be nice. Hey, we were in the Champions League.
1: Wait, hey, I got my Champions League West Ham game. Did you... I don't know if you know, we're in the Champions League. It's where Champions
0: go. Do, do you have CBS All Access? Because that's the only way you're going to be able to watch my West Ham because we're in Champions League.
1: Or Spanish. They'll have like a couple of games on in Spanish. I guess you probably don't have as much Spanish programming as we do here. No. But I... I'll be like, "Oh, dude, tight!" I thought this wasn't on TV, and it'll be like the um mm, Glad back against Man United or whatever, and I'm like, "Oh, it's in
0: on Universal Spain. or something."
1: Yeah, but honestly, watching Europa League games, like I don't know half the players anyway, so.
0: I know. Yeah, I think. I think if you don't, matter. if you have no idea who the players are or the team, even the teams are, I think watching. Just mute it. Watch, watch it, it in it Spanish is or... way more exciting because you get that. You can get the goal. Goal!
1: La 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 la! Chicharrito. He's not that much. Shout out Columbus Crew, by the way. Who? Why? The one in the MLS Cup dude. Oh, did. Oh. For attention? them.
0: No. <laughs> I'm I'm aware that the Red Bulls aren't that good. I guess they're my team, but uh, yeah, I don't watch. Dude,
1: that. hop on the Dynamo.
0: No. I'm 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 born and raised on the, fuck, the merit of you support your local team, New York Red Bulls.
1: What if I play for the Houston Dynamo? You know I'm they're looking for a keeper. If we're saying I may be on a not a short list, but a list nonetheless. Maybe it's a list that's not allowed near the stadium, but it could be a list regardless.
0: Must stay five hundred feet list, away from the stadium. Okay?
1: It's not. It's not a restraining order that I know of. <laughs> All right, but if I look, if have, they want a guy that's gonna get scored on. I can be the keeper. I'm that guy.
0: You I'm have up zero will.
1: MLS goals.
0: If, when, you are on, when, thank you, the Houston thank Dynamo's you. team, I will switch my Houston allegiance. Dynamo
1: FC. Excuse Houston you, Houston Dynamo
0: FC. You have my allegiance, but until then. I
1: don't know. Um, they just changed their logo. James Harden bought part of the team. Like they're kind of cool.
0: How do you say? Like do y'all have? You, normally you say like, "Oh, I'm I'm Red Bull till I die," but I don't really. I'm not that serious. I you say like, "I'm I'm Red Bull till I'm sick." Is that You you get wings.
1: Yeah. I uh, yeah. G- or the Dynamo Forever Orange is what they say. Just kind That's kind of cool. So lovely so, I don't know if you guys have like they have this association so it's like the Dynamo and the Houston Dash the NWSL team mm-hmm. um, Rachel Daly she's a West Ham women's player plays for the Dash but um, so they have like they try and do a bunch of stuff together does the Red Bulls have like a, a women's team that they like pair up with or whatever like they don't play together or anything like
0: that but they, they just hype each other up or do you just not I care no you don't pay attention no, I haven't watched an MLS game in quite some time. I think it the is, last game uh, I watched. I had it was... on on
1: Saturday and it was kind of disappointing. Like, this is the best.
0: <laughs> the last MLS game I watched was during like their bubble at Disneyland or whatever it was, just simply because uh, it was the only football I could on. watch at 8 a.m. in the morning. Nothing and then it got that. And then there was like a thunderstorm or something, electrical storm, and they had to run away. It was hilarious. <sighs> Good times. All right. So you're going 2 1 Palace, 1 1 against Chelsea. I'm going 3 2 Palace, 1 0 against Chelsea. If we're wrong, we'll never speak of these again, which is tradition. Exactly. But until then, we must dash. See the see what I did there? Yeah. we must dash. I, I, got,
1: I like it. Smart,
0: smart oh, thinking. S- on all of our socials at CBB Pod on Instagram and Twitter, follow my man here, which is Alex J Middleton at Alex J Middleton Twitter and Instagram. Now it. Well and done. Well done. Have you got just in case anyone's listening to this who is in the Houston area and bored on Saturday? Is there any availability left for the Pasta Gravy Christmas Spectacular? Yes
1: yes past gravy's seventh annual christmas spooktacular going down at southern star brewing company it's gonna be a little chilly but hopefully the weather's nice i think it's planning on being a nice day we got outdoor stage that we're gonna be setting up if the weather is bad we have an indoor stage that we will be socially distanced at um you know the masks will be worn inside it, it, it'll be safe i promise uh we've we've Talked to Seller Star and did a bunch of stuff to ensure that. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. We, this is one of my favorite things we do every year. Uh, this will be the fifth one we've done, like a live broadcast for. We do a Christmas movie bracket. Uh, we give out awards. We have our Gravies Awards. We have all kinds of awesome people are going to be there selling stuff, doing other stuff. With this. I think we have axe throwing it's going to be cool. Uh, yeah, dude, it's going to be awesome. The best beer in the world. Southern Star Brewing Company, 3525 North Fraser Street up in Conroe. Uh, if you're if you're in the area, come on by. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to go on the podcast, Will, about 1.30. We have the band High Dive, starting things off at 12.30. After we go off the air, uh, when we wrap up, we're going to have Winston Cook performing. Then we're going to have Dizzy Moore, who's Ian D'Artez from Hold on Hollywood, and then the headliner. It's fucking Santa Claus, guys. Santa Claus is coming to town. He's coming to the spectacular. Why would you not want to come hang out at the best party of the year?
0: It's going to be a great time. Because I haven't and been then, a lot, so go on back. And in 2021, the eighth annual, that's where I'm going to be. I'll be there. That's the one. That's the one. Beautiful. And then we fade out. Then, but until next week, Enjoy winning because that's what we do apparently win 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 bye now